Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Good evening, Disney fans. It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Today is October the 12th. Man, things are flying by. And tonight is a DPI live show um, going over news and notes from around the parks. Um, Here shortly, we're going to have Peter from Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel on. Um, But before we get to him, just wanted to mention a few things. We had some new followers this week, especially in the last day. So Aaliyah Shepard, thank you for following the page. Zadrian Moncayo, thank you for uh, following the page. And Avigdor Abrams, thank you for following the page. Those are, those are awesome that they like the page, you know, growing um, our community over on Facebook. It's awesome. Love to see it. Um, and, and we're going to continue to do a lot on Facebook. We're really getting into the um, point where we're thinking about making some changes and maybe doing this over on YouTube. You know, let us know um, in the comments or through a message, you know, if you like this format or if you want to see us over on YouTube. I think the discoverability over on YouTube might be a little bit better now that we've got a strong following on Facebook. Um, So we'll see what we've got going on. As you can see down at the bottom, we also have the Spotify logo now on this main page. And really, it's just a reminder that the best place to listen to the podcast Um, If you decide not to catch it live um, on Facebook or replay via video on Facebook is over on the Spotify app. We use Anchor and Anchor has teamed up with Spotify to do a lot of cool things through their app, um, especially their mobile app. So we can ask questions, we can do polls, we can do all kinds of cool stuff on the Spotify app now. So definitely check that out. And, you know, every week we're going to have a new question and a new poll. If you want to be part of the show, definitely jump over there, answer the question, answer the poll, and we'll reveal the results and and talk about some of the answers uh, the following week. So, again, some new things going on with the show. Um, 
as far as content goes right now i'm working on the animal kingdom park detail series um peter and i taped that a couple of weeks ago really just working through getting video and stuff added to that we should have that up probably in the next week or so um i would imagine that we get it pretty quick and then we'll get an audio with that as well and then we'll be um working on the one day at hollywood studios one day at epcot one day at animal kingdom episodes as well um so it looks like peter is about to join us over on the zoom call and we can get him set up and and jumping into into this here real quick so let me set up our screens over here get him going full screen view full screen all right and what we're going to do is we're going to run the new ad um for the page before peter comes on so um if you haven't checked out the new ad definitely check it out um the more i watch it the more i want to make a couple of changes to it but right now I, I really really like it so um we'll use that to bring peter over into the show so uh thanks for joining us tonight let's get into the news So we have Peter with Princesses and the Mouse with us now. Peter, how you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, some changes to the screen. If you guys have watched us before, we've got a new new background, uh, a couple of new logos up there on the screen, just uh, highlighting the 50th anniversary and some new logos to go with that. So, um, so you're getting close to your trip. You excited yet? Uh, yes. I think, I think right around the middle of last week was sort of when the, okay, let's hurry the heck up and make this happen already feeling started to take place. Like the, let's go right now. We'll find, we'll find a hotel. We'll just go right now. <laughs> well, you'd be down there with a few of our clients, um, which would be fun. You always yeah. have to have pool beers while you're down there with clients. So, um, so uh, yep. I guess, yep. I guess the big Disney news, um, from the last week was the opening of reservations for the star Wars galactic star cruiser, um, golden Oak and, um, club 33 got the first chance at reservations. And then you were part of that second group with the DVC and annual pass holders. Um, so, Hey, let's talk about the process of actually getting the reservation. Are you able to do it online? Do you have to call in? Uh, the only way to get a reservation, well, now there is no way to get a reservation. Um, the window for reservations was Thursday through Saturday of last week, the 7th through the 9th. Um, as of right now, there are, that was weird, um, as of right now, there are no other reservation windows announced other than that. The, main... the Disney Visa card one opened up this week. Oh, that's Thursday. right. Sorry. Um, I forgot about that one. Uh, good call. Uh, so, I, I'm sorry. I was thinking pass holders and DVC. Um, so, if you're a Disney Visa card member, yes, now you have an opportunity um, to book the trip. But anyway, the process. So um, 
called right away at 7 a.m. This was really funky. So on Thursday morning, I called right away at 7 a.m. And, or sorry, this was Friday morning. Friday morning, I called right away at 7 a.m. I had all the way until about 8.15. So at 7 a.m., the Q system said, okay, you have a hold coming. All right, great. Sounds good. Then, it, so the first message was, your hold is greater than 10 minutes. And then at about 7.10, 7.15, somewhere in there, it said, your hold is expected to be greater than two hours. Like, well, that's a really big difference than 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, and then at 7.30, I got a message. The system came back on and said, we're sorry. We can no longer take any more calls today. Please try us again later. And then hung up on me. I was like, wait a minute. I was in the queue. What do you mean you can't take any more calls, but I'm already in the queue? So you're saying that there was a little bit of a demand for this. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let me fast forward then. So I go, okay, fine. So I just kind of let the school day happen. And like right after school gets over, it's probably like 3.15. I call back to this same number. And the number is unique to the Galactic Star Cruiser. When, when it picks up, it says, welcome to the Galactic Star Cruiser or something like that, right? Uh, so I call this number, and this time the audio message goes, your current wait is expected to be 11 minutes. I go, 11 minutes? Well, that is a heck of a lot different than two hours, so that's great. <laughs> so this person, this cast member picks up, and starts asking me questions. When do you want to go? Uh, how long do you want to stay? Are there any extras you're interested in adding? If we can't get you on your preferred cruise, what's your secondary cruise? What's your party structure like? Right, All of that stuff. Here's our cancellation policies. Do you have questions? Are you ready to pay your deposit today? And like, you sort of like answer this gauntlet of questions and I said all the right things. So the, the lady goes, okay, well, I took everything that you just said and I put it all into a form and that form is going to go along with you in the queue to the booking agent. I go, oh, I thought you were the booking agent. No, but they should be with you shortly. Oh, they'll be with me shortly. So I had like this 20, 25 minute conversation with this lady to fill out this form. Apparently I did not know it at the time, but fill out this form so now it's we'll say it's like 345 right between the 10 15 minute hold and all this so she goes okay well they'll be with you shortly and thank you and so then she puts me in the hold um this was the eerie thing because anytime you hold with disney you get like disney music yeah and in between the disney music you sort of get these like mini mess- ads almost yeah essentially yeah right you get ads um it's a good way of putting it like hey we've got food and wine festival going on in Epcot, you know mm-hmm. stuff like that nothing it was just like dead silence the only thing i could pick up was like a faint amount of like static and the fact that my phone was still connected to the call that was like how I knew I was still online um, on this call. So hour one goes by. Okay, fine. So I've been on this hold for like 20, 25 minutes. All right, fine. Uh, hour two goes by. I'm sitting here going, okay, it's five o'clock. We'll see where this takes us. Hour three goes by, still seven o'clock. By this point, I'm like taking my AirPods out and putting one in at a time so I can charge the other one. Like going through this like AirPod shuffle. Uh, Finally, I would say at about 8.20, the cast member picked up, the booking agent picked up. So I think by that point I was at like four hours and 15 minutes, four hours and 25 minutes of this phone call. Uh, and then we start talking and she was awesome. By the way, this cast member was amazing. Um, wonderful to talk to, 
But we started talking for a little while. And for those of you that watch the show, you know that I have been trying to get my annual passes back for a long time. I have mentioned it multiple times on this show. And so finally, about two weeks ago, I was able to call in, but I already had tickets purchased. So I upgraded my tickets in annual passes, but they're not technically active because I haven't scanned into a park yet to actually activate the passes. I will be doing that this Saturday. So about five minutes into the conversation, the woman goes, oh, are your passes active? I go, well, I mean, I bought them, but I no, I haven't scanned them for the first time. She goes, oh, okay, good news. Because you upgraded a ticket, it's not showing as a certificate. It's showing as a pass, but it's not showing as an active pass. So I don't know if I can sell you this vacation. I was like, you, no, no. Like, I was like, <laughs> he goes, I, I'm going to work on this, like, I'm not saying yes or no, but I'm going to work on this. I'm going to advocate for you. I'm going to try. And I go, ma'am, I just want you to know that if you tell me that I can't book this reservation, I'm not going to be mad at you, but I'm going to say a whole lot of stuff because I know the phone calls recorded. And when I get done, I'm going to ask you to share your supervisor, the fact that they need to listen to this call and send it to somebody. Because then I was like, well, you're figuring that out. I'm not frustrated at you and I'm in no way, shape or form taking this out on you. But if you tell me that we can't do this, I want you to have your supervisor listen to this call. And I just went through like my frustration of attempting to get my annual passes back and constantly having this difficulty. And then the whole annual pass thing, because I think I kind of told it on here, like, I called a week ahead of time. They said it would be all good. I called the day of, they all of a sudden, switched the story and told me no. I called back a couple days later. They told me no again. I called back a week later. And finally, I got through the phone system the correct way to where I got to a guy who was like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. We can do that right now. Right. <laughs> Getting my annual passes back was a nightmare. A well, nightmare. And it's been a year process for you as well because, you know, you let you let your annual pass lapse shortly before COVID. Correct. And, and I then, regretting that decision ever since. Yeah. And then when, when you tried to get it renewed shortly after COVID, they had stopped renewing annual passes at that point. And then it's been on this kind of freeze <laughs> until here recently. Um, what it's, it's only been a couple of months since they released the new annual passes because they completely changed the structure of the annual right. passes. So, right. so all in all, you, you spent about six hours on the phone. You I got did. your, you got your reservation for the star cruiser. I did. Yes. So the great news is the end, the end of that story was she came back and she said, okay, we are good. We can book you. Um, it might've been an issue, but ultimately, um, you know, the fact that you're also DVC and all of this stuff. So yeah, I, I captioned it. I got off the phone at 8.45 after a five-hour and 17-minute and 49-second phone call. <laughs> I I screen-capped it so that I could share it with all of you. See, there it is. The, yeah, that's uh, – but but I think, I think that's typical to Disney because, you know, when they released park reservations, it was the same cluster with that. You know, we had, we had three park visits kind of lined up. And we were trying to get park reservations done, and it was all screwy. And I spent seven plus hours on the phone trying to get that figured out. So, you know, yep. Disney, Disney, in their releasing of new things, doesn't go well ever. So, I don't think. No, I, it's no. just a matter of like, it's just not. And I, I can't fault them because it's just a lack of manpower, but. If I'm this major company, I can't hire a huge influx of call center cast members. And then what? So after the initial wave of demand, just release all of them. I, you know, could you maybe pull from other areas? Yeah, yeah but sure. they do that. 
you know, like on the annual pass sales, that was my issue. I kept getting, I kept calling the specific number that I was given the week before. But then when I'd call, I would get rerouted to some other random branch. Like one, at one point I was talking to somebody, she's like, sir, I don't know. I would love to help you, but I normally just sell cruise line vacations. Like, oh, so you're reading a script and don't have any information beyond the script. (laughs) You know, so, you know, it's sort of like that situation. So just to like deal with the influx, like, like me and, and getting the Galactic Star Cruiser, I had to talk to the booking agent, but there were there are the people who got the job of Galactic Star Cruiser booking agent. So then they grabbed some other people to be like the front gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So I had to talk to the gatekeeper to make sure I was worthy of talking to the booking agent. <laughs> you know, even then I had to wait like four hours to get into the uh to the actual booking agent because you know you can't if you're this big large company you can't have you know five six times you need it in that moment but you don't need it after that moment so it doesn't make sense well and and with the star cruiser you know what what's been crazy is the the maiden voyage sold out really er, really early in the the dvc and annual pass holder window um the golden oak and uh, Club 33 took a, a, a majority of that first booking. But as of as of yesterday morning, the the first three bookings had now sold out, plus a couple of kind of re- weird random dates. And they're only doing it through, what, the end of May right now. When April. general when general booking starts, it will it will go out till the end of 2022. But... Right now they're only booking through May 4th. I got on the March 31st. Um, but here's the thing about Galactic Star Cruiser, which which I don't know if this is a plug or like a reason why you might do it. There are only 100 rooms on the ship. Yeah. So that's, you got to think about it. So you have no more, no more than like 500 people on each one of these cruising and likely less than that you know it's it's somewhere probably between like 350 and 400 if it's even that much i mean that, that's yeah, saying you've got a lot of like 300 yeah that's saying you have a lot of kids going um and at the price right now i don't i don't know that you're gonna have a lot of families afford do it with kids because you're look yeah it's you're looking at 6300 dollars for a family of four to do it so yeah, more. Yeah, just a little bit more. <laughs> so it's not significantly more than that. You're pretty close. But yeah, I mean, it's it's and and it's for basically a two night host hotel stay, but it's more like a cruise ship. So yeah, there's a lot that goes uh, with it. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Um, but yes, those are all things that kind of like weighed heavily on my mind. But I, I also came back to, okay, but I potentially want to sell this to clients. So I would like to have, and I also thought about just going my wife and I, but I thought more about it and I, I want to see it through the lens of a, of a kid because my daughter will be seven and that's the minimum age requirement on um, some of the other, you know, some, all of the experiences, the minimum age is seven. So like the lightsaber training, uh-huh. um, minimum age is seven. So my daughter will be old enough for that. But if I wasn't going with my kids, would I explore all of the other things like the engineering bay and all that, you know, more family child focused options? Probably not. Right. If I was yeah. just going with myself, I'd probably enjoy my story and then spend a lot of time in the lounge, you know, making my lips go numb on fuzzy tauntauns. There you go. There you go. Um, so the other big news that was released this week and Disney did it at that Friday afternoon. Let's not hurt our stock time, time frame. Um, they released the uh, start date for genie plus and sure. genie plus is going to start October the 19th at Disney world. 
later this year for Disneyland. Um, and really, if if you don't know what Genie Plus is, let's let's put it into a kind of a broad, high level overview. What is Genie Plus? Uh, so let's start with first of all what Genie is. Genie is a service that allows you on your day in the park to go into My Disney Experience, which has always been there, and click on the Genie and create things like. I would like to do this ride. I'm interested in princesses. I don't really like Star Wars. That's a lie, by the way. I'm just saying that for an example. I just booked Galactic Star Cruising. Uh, so what that then does is it creates sort of an itinerary for you. So if you look at Genie, Genie will say, hey, why don't you head over to this ride? Based on your interest, you'll like it. In about an hour, head over to this one because the wait time will be a little lower. And it's doing this simultaneously for all of the guests in the park. So it's, Matt and I have talked about this before. We feel like they already do this with the wait times where they manipulate crowd levels by advertising wait times that are either inflated in the case of busy areas of the park or underestimated in the case of slow areas to try and push crowds where they want them well genie is going to flat out do it yeah like no more no more hey we think they do this which we've talked about before it's flat out like genie's gonna send 10 percent of the crowd this way and 10 percent of the crowd this way and yeah you know that <laughs> um so then you can do genie plus which is 15 dollars per person per day if you are an annual pass holder you can add it daily if you are on a ticket, when you add it to the ticket, it's going to make you add it to the whole ticket. Unless you go talk to guest services about getting it for just individual days. If it says like you have a three-day ticket and you go to try and add Genie Plus, it's going to want to add it to all three days of ticket. So I did get some clarification on that. So for people that already have tickets right now, it's going to work the same as the annual pass holders. Um, to where you can, you can add it day by day once you're at the park. Um, and, and that's going to be starting at midnight that day. You can add it, um, and it won't run out. Um, so they won't cap the number of people that use genie plus, um, at any park at any day. And if you are park hopping, you only have to pay for the genie plus once, not per park. So your $15 is good for your ticket for that whole day, no matter what park you're in. Right. Um, so just some clarifications on that. Now, with Genie Plus, what is Genie Plus going to give you at, at that point? Genie Plus basically gives you what FastPass used to, except now you're doing it as you go throughout the day. So the biggest thing that I can liken this to is exactly how MaxPass worked at Disneyland. Okay. So at Disneyland, they still had the free fast pass system, but you'd have to go to the exit and click a ticket to get an actual physical return ticket, or you could pay for max pass. And that would allow you to use your app to book the fast pass return times using your app. And so if you went in, you would click on a ride and it would show the return time and you would book it. And then at the return time, when you went and scanned, it would open up the ability for you to make the next one on and on and on. So what I ultimately ended up doing at Disneyland is I would make a, a fast pass reservation, go scan into the ride. And then as I was walking up that shortened queue, I would go in and like book the next one. Or, you know, some of like the bigger rides that are going to have longer, like further out, like Radiator Springs Racers. You could never get one that was closer than like two, three hours away. Mm -hmm. So after a cool down time, typically about an hour, you could then go in and book another one. So same idea here. Genie Plus is going to allow you to book return times to rides. You're going to be able to do one at a time. And you'll be able to do a second one after a cool down period or when the return window occurs for your previous one that you have on the app. Um, and that's going to include all of the rides except the top two at every single park that Matt and I had kind of speculated and the list came out last week. 
we're pretty much right on. So Matt, why don't you go through that list of the top two at each park? Because I'm sure you have that in front of you and I don't have it in front of me right now. So I'd be going. So, so, so really quick before we get into the, the lightning lane plus type stuff. So um, the, the, the one stipulation with the new Genie Plus and this lightning lane is that you will only be able to use the lightning lane once per ride per day. So even if you wanted to do like a second seven dwarves, or well, seven dwarves is a terrible word. Um, a second jungle cruise. Jungle cruise used to be a one that we would do a lot, where you could you could fast pass it in the morning and then do it again later in the day as one that was usually quick to get right back on. You can't do that anymore. Once you use your lightning lane for that ride in the day, you can't do it again. Your your genie plus. Your genie plus. Yeah, the, but it's still it's called the lightning lane. So um, now you have what's called the lightning lane plus typed attractions. So these are going to be your top tier attractions in each park. And um, Magic Kingdom is Seven Dwarves, and I don't remember what the other one is. Um, it will be Tron when Tron opens with Seven Dwarves. I think Dwarves. right now it's Space Mountain and Seven Dwarves. Yeah, yeah it, it might be. Um, Animal Kingdom is Expedition Everest and um, Flight of Passage. Uh, Hollywood Studios is... Rise of the Resistance and Runaway Railway. Epcot is Ratatouille and Frozen Ever After. Correct. No, no big surprises. Epcot will shift to Guardians Guardians and Ratatouille once once Guardians opens. Um, Yeah, same with the Kingdom. It'll be Seven Dwarves and Tron. Yeah. Um, Now, what once they build out. The Dino Land reconstruction and the Finding Nemo theater that we've talked about, whatever attraction is there, will go there with Flight of Passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, what these rides will require is an additional cost per person per ride. And that can be up to $15 per person um, in the case of Rise and Ratatouille right off the get-go. Those are going to command the highest price per person per ride. So if you've got a family of four, if you want to take that lightning lane at Rise, it's going to cost you an additional $60 on top of the $60 that you've already paid for Genie Plus. Now, you can buy lightning lane without having Genie Plus. Okay. So from everything that I've seen and read is they are – they're not uh, mutually exclusive. So you can choose, hey, I don't really need Genie Plus, but I would like to buy this admission into um, Ratatouille, for example. Like, if it would have been available by the 16th, I would really consider because my first park reservation isn't in Epcot until Tuesday, which is the 19th. Strangely enough, I believe, right? 1670. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, but I'm going to be going to Epcot on like the 17th and I'm going to assume boarding groups aren't available. So I would have likely lightning laned the Ratatouille for that day. Um, But ultimately what this amounts in, because future reservations, it's going to be a ticket add-on, just like ticket adding on Park Hopper and Park Hopper Plus and water sports option and all that other stuff. The, the Genie Plus will start being a ticket add-on. And so if, if you're listening and you kind of go through all of that, and the fact I had not read that um, you can only do one attraction per day. Actually, I think I had. Yeah. How that, as soon as I say that out loud, I'm like, no, I think that's right. Yeah, that so, was a travel agent thing yesterday. Yeah. So you think that's, I think that's where I read actually was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was at first I was like, oh, Genie Plus might be worth it. But then if you sit and think about like, okay, Animal Kingdom, not worth it, right? I mean, $15 so that I can get into Dinosaur, Tough to be a Bug, Kali River Rapids, and then, you know, Navi River Journey. 
Kilimanjaro Safari and Festival or Celebration of the Festival of Lion King. Yeah, give it all the give it all the words. Yeah, give it everything it, it got. Um, maybe, maybe I could see people like, well, I really don't want to wait for the Lion King show, so fifteen dollars gives me my safari and my Lion King show. But if you listen to our podcast enough you would know that the very first thing you do is instead of heading to Pandora, you go straight for Kilimanjaro Safari and ride it without a wait time. And then same thing, get on the very first show, or if you can't get on the very first show of Lion King, go to the one o'clock show because everybody's going to eat lunch. And so you grab a quick service bite around noon and then go get yourself in line for the one o'clock show. Um, so there's just ways to approach the park. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how this is utilized. You know, when, when Shannon and I go in November, we're talking about the days that we might use it. And, you know, we're definitely thinking about using it, um, in our, our magic kingdom day, because I mean, you have 40 attractions at magic kingdom, give or take that could, could utilize a fast pass line. So yeah, Magic Kingdom for sure. Like if I'm starting in Animal Kingdom and then traveling over to like Hollywood Studios, is Genie Plus worth it? Absolutely. Hands down. Because yeah. then I can use it for those big things over at Animal Kingdom and then transition over to Hollywood Studios, booking my Tower of Terror and my Slinky Dog, uh, my Slinky Dog Dash and all that other stuff, you know? So. Yeah, it just it, it it's going to be interesting, and I think we're going to have a couple of chances to to test it out um, in our in our trips. So we'll definitely. Here's what I, sorry, uh, here's what I did think about Max Pass in Disneyland. Not a lot of people bought Max Pass in Disneyland, and so the return, you know, getting the return window and, and like. One of the common complaints at Disney World was that fast pass line just ballooned the standby wait times for all these attractions, right? Well, because everybody better, got three free yeah, and all that. 90% of the people going into a park were getting three fast passes before they even got into the park. Right. Which, I mean, you're, you were entitled to that, so why yeah. wouldn't you do those things? But what it would then do is just balloon these wait times. And so what I saw in Disneyland is, sure, there were people that used it, but because it was that paid service, not everybody did. And in fact, I would venture to say not even half did. Uh, So I'm curious to see this roll out and what happens to wait times and uh, just how many people – you know, like, let's take Flight of Passage right now as an example. You used to see wait times in the 210 to 300-minute mm-hmm. time. And right now, they can't post a wait time over 60 minutes because that ride churns so many people through. And there's no delay coming from that fast line. So I still think, even adding in this Genie Plus, that you're going to see Flight of Passage – you got a lightning lane it. Why am I going to lightning lane something and pay $12 to go on right now? If it's only posting a 40 minute. Yeah, wait time? exactly. Exactly. You know? So I think there's a lot of value decisions that need to get made. And I also am already encouraging our clients who are going next week and into November to not feel like you have to immediately jump on. I do think the genie itself is going to be a very, very great intuitive service, especially for our clients that have never been um, yeah, it, yeah. to help them kind of understand how to move through the park, because that was one of my biggest frustrations the very first time I went, which then ultimately made me go again and again. And here we are six years later and I'm a travel agent and I go multiple <laughs> times a year. Was, I was just so frustrated because I was like, wait, I booked this fast pass. Ah, that one's way the heck on the other side of the park. I got to walk three quarters of a mile to get over that thing. You know, not knowing that ahead of time, you just kind of like, you don't understand the parks. And so therefore you just don't make good decisions. 
and Genie can alleviate a lot of that, I think. Yeah, and I think I think that's really what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of people utilizing that Genie. And I think the travel agent side of it is going to be helping with that, you know, that cost analysis for clients and really helping them put together a, a strong plan going into the parks, whether they have the Genie Plus add-on or not. I mean, I think there's still going to be plenty of plenty of opportunity for planning and and people you know, helping people navigate through the parks because just because you have it at your hands and you're saying, oh, I can get to this ride and this ride, it doesn't mean that you're exactly doing it in the most efficient way. And Genie Plus may not be the most efficient tool in the world for you. It still might be kicking you back and forth just based on that crowd control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, when Genie was first kind of billed, I know, I think we even mentioned it on the show. We were like, oh, this might be like death of travel agents. Um, but I, I think what it's created is even more of a need now with, with the park reservations and all these other things going on. The need for knowledgeable individuals is probably even more so that you don't end up wasting your money. You know, like I had a family the other day that were like, yeah, we need we need five day park hoppers. I'm like, okay, you have, you're traveling with a four year old and a seven year old. You need park hoppers. They're like, well, yeah, we want to be able to like go to magic kingdom and then come back and go for a swim and a nap and then go back to magic kingdom. I'm like, you don't need a park. <laughs> just need a park ticket. Oh, we can go out and come back in. I thought that's what the park hopper was for. No, the park hoppers. If you start at magic kingdom and then want to go to Epcot, but then want to, go ride a ride in Hollywood studios. Like you need that. If you want to go to different parts. Oh, I thought that was just, if we wanted to exit and come back in. No, 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 no. Uh, so having knowledgeable people to kind of like talk through, do I need this, 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 th- there's just so many add-ons yeah. and we're not even talking about the dining options and the tours that are going to start coming back more and more. There's, there's so much cost analysis that needs to happen it used to just be, okay, your hotel, do we want to do a dining plan? All right, what are your interests? So I can book your fast passes and your dining. It was simple. Now it's, I think it's more complex beyond the hotel and the dining. Now you also have to know, do I want to add on lightning? You're like, what do I want to target for lightning? And do I want to add on Genie Plus? Um, how do I use all of these tools? You know, just last night I was talking with a client who's going next week. And they had Disney experience open and I was navigating them through the app so that they could know how to see wait times and attractions and where to find the virtual queue and all of that stuff. And and they were like, wow, we would have never found this on our own. Well, you would have, but yeah, it would have taken you a really long time. So I'm, you know. Exactly. It took us a long time to find it the first time. Right. I'm I'm worth the, the trouble. All right, uh, let, let's move on real quick. We got a couple more things to get to. Another thing that you really enjoy is coming back. Jelly Rolls is reopening um, on October the 15th. Is that a so comment on my weight? What's that? You, is that a comment on my weight, my Jelly Rolls? Your Jelly Rolls? No, not a comment on your weight. Um, Are you talking about <laughs> It's going to come back with that same $15 cover it had before. And it's going to be open Thursday through Monday, 7 p.m. to 1.45 a.m. So if you want to leave Epcot, walk over to Jelly Rolls, have a few hours over there, and then um, Uber back to your resort if you are not on uh, on the boardwalk there. Have fun. Uh, moving out to the cruise lines, Disney Wish, uh, they announced a couple more areas there. They actually announced five areas, three areas for teenagers and tweens. And then two areas for kids. Let's highlight the kids ones. Star Wars Cargo Bay is going to be like an augmented reality critter handler um, position to where you get to feed and capture uh, Star Wars critters running around the cargo bay. And then Mickey and Minnie's Captain's Deck um, is going to be like a nautical themed playground with interactive um, areas. So a couple of cool new areas on the wish the wish is just going to be an unbelievable ship uh when they finally uh let that thing loose next june uh last thing that i have um and this kind of goes with 
something that we had last week. Uh, Disney Cruise Line and Boobash get in on the character meet and greets. So Boobash now, since Magic Kingdom's bringing back character meet and greets in some of the brick and mortar locations like Town Square Theater and Princess Fairytale Hall, um, they're going to let villains inhabit those areas during Boobash. So it's uh, subject to change each night, but the first night that they had it, there were Maleficent, uh, and, and basically your your go-to villains were in those areas, Jafar, that type of stuff. And then Disney Cruise Line, they're going to have Mickey and Minnie on the embarkation, Fab Five in the Enchanted Garden, Princess meeting greets kind of all over. Um, and they're still socially distanced, no hugs, no autographs, but they're bringing more and more characters back closer and closer to guests. So only time will tell when we start getting back. The big thing is that they're now starting to bring back non-fully costumed characters because that was always like our big thing. Correct. Where we're, we're starting to get a little bit of live, let's, you know, difference between like a costume character and a live character. So we're starting to see some live characters back. Um, you know, there have been out in Disneyland, some of the live characters are back. There was that whole news article of the girl honking Gaston's pack and getting... Yeah, getting tossed. But, but like, just to see some of these live characters back is, is a great sight. Now, act appropriately and don't be an idiot. But, but I think that's always been the thing. I, I, you, can't, you can't be an idiot. And the people that are idiots should be thrown out of the park. And If only everybody in the world woke up every morning thinking, how can I not be an idiot today? Imagine how much better it would be. Um, one last thing about not being an idiot. If you want to give a cast compliment now, you do it through the My Disney Experience app. Um, hopefully, they will actually add a name feature to this so you can actually compliment the cast member that you want to compliment instead of just making it generic but um that is how you do it now they are no longer um monitoring the twitter what was that cast compliments hashtag or whatever it was oh yeah yeah that they used to do um so everything has to be done through the my disney experience app and like i said right now you can't even put a cast member's name with it so take away from it what you will um, you got any other Disney news that you're seeing, Peter? Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm actually going through one right now. Uh, going with no, I think we got it all. All right. All right. Well, thank you for coming on with us this week. Um, next yeah, sorry week, about that. yeah, not oh. a problem. Not a problem. You were kind of tied up. I really appreciate your, I'm stalling. <laughs> you didn't listen to it, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. I listened to a couple of snippets because Jesse was listening live and she like held back. She went back to part of it where you were like, so at some point, Peter's supposed to be coming on and I'm stalling. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was it was it was it was comical. But next week we have we have a really cool show because you are going to be at Boobash. You are going to be at Boobash. You're going to be calling in from yeah. the Magic Kingdom at Boobash. So we'll yeah, we'll do our our normal seven fifteen start. Um, I'll get through the news and then I'm going to bring Peter on live from Boobash and we're going to walk around with him for a little bit while he's there. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to wait. Because you can start getting in at 7, um, but the event is officially 9 to midnight. So we'll probably uh, kind of get to the park and kind of wait for you all to join us, get through security, obviously, because Matt and I did learn that you cannot <laughs> film or photograph security in any way, shape, or form. They don't like that at all. Not at all. Boy. Um <laughs> So we'll get through security and stuff, and I'll probably wait for you guys to pick up with me, and we'll walk in together and get the wristband together and kind of get a lay of the land and see how it all looks um, as we first get in there. Nice, and, and that's going to be your first time seeing Enchanted, or Enchantment? Well, I'll see that on Saturday. Oh, you will. You will. Yeah, we're going – first thing on Saturday is, is Magic Kingdom, and we're going to go to Magic Kingdom and then come back to our resort and rest a little bit because we're up – bright and early we have a 5 40 a.m flight oh so 
we'll uh, sneak a nap in there. But then, yeah, I plan to watch Enchantment right away that first night. There you go. There you go. Well, like I said, thanks for thanks for coming on tonight. Um, we'll see you next Tuesday. I'll actually see you tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to do some more planning for these two trips that we've got coming up as far as content-wise. And um, But I will, um, as far as the audience, we'll see you and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. So take it easy. No, that sounder is really cool. The new 50th anniversary uh, transition we've got. So uh, Peter with Princesses in the Mouse on with us tonight. We've got a lot going on here the next about month with a couple of trips coming up. A lot of content that's going to be coming out. So definitely uh, stay tuned. Watch our watch our channels. Definitely the Facebook and the Twitter channel. Let's go ahead and get into the closing. Princesses and the Mouse joined us tonight. We talked about the release of Genie Plus. We talked about booking the Galactic Star Cruiser. A lot of cool things going on at Disney, right? page here over the next few trips so stay tuned for that for watching listening everything that you do to support the podcast we will see you next week live from boobash have a good week